0: Hey guys, good, uh, good morning to uh, um, Fellowship of Faith family, man. Just good to see you here today. To those of you who are like maybe here with the baptism families, new or maybe just checking us out, um, honestly, just so good to have you here. Big welcome to you guys. Thanks so much for coming to this, this thing we do called Church Together and uh, just want to let you know we are so grateful that you're here today to be a part of this. Um, Good to see you. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Dave Godini. I'm the, uh, the pastor here at Fellowship of Faith. And, you know, what we're going to be talking about today and, and what's going to be leading up to this, um, I want to talk to you about this thing called the kingdom of God. All right? And I want to talk to you about it in such a way, through a prayer that I think a lot of us have come to know, whether we do the church thing much or not. And um, let me contextualize it here. There's, a, there's this time when Jesus' followers, they come to him, and they say, you know, Jesus, we want to learn how to pray. I don't feel like I'm doing it right. I don't feel like anyone's listening. I don't feel like it's connecting or whatever was driving it. But God, teach me, Jesus, teach me how to pray to God. And he goes, all right, you know, I got this. And this is what he says. And if you know it, I just want to invite you right now to say it along with me. And if you don't know it, fake it as best as you can. All right? It says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, yeah, you know it, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, a couple things. Now, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, it probably didn't sound like Shakespeare. You, you know, he probably just said it in an ordinary kind of way. You know, say like our Father in heaven. You know, make, make your name holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done. He probably said it in an ordinary kind of way, but we got the gist, right? Second and more important. When he taught his disciples to pray this way, he wasn't giving them magic words to say. What Jesus wasn't doing is going, you know, here's like the right phrase. Here's like this mantra that you've got to get down and just kind of repeat over and over and over again. What Jesus was doing for his disciples was giving them a template that tucked into each of these phrases in this thing that we've come to call the Lord's Prayer is kind of a way of thinking a way of approaching God. It's a worldview. It's like when you pray, pray about these kinds of things. Think in these kinds of ways. Understand this is the stuff that's vital and central and important to God. Does that make sense? And the one that I want to talk about today is this phrase right here. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven what is jesus actually inviting us to yearn for and hope for and pray for in this now if you've ever read like any part of the gospels in the new testament or you're familiar in any way with the teachings of jesus you know that meant he loved analogies he was all about metaphors and images and stories and parables. And so if you were going, okay, Jesus, tell me what the kingdom of God is like. He would say this. He'd like, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who's going out sowing his seed. The kingdom of God is like a net that some fishermen cast into the sea. The kingdom of God is like, like wheat and weeds growing up in a field. And, and he just loved these kinds of stories and metaphors to kind of root the truth out of the essence of what he's getting at. I'll tell you what. If Jesus were here today, I'm going to dare to speak for him just a little bit here, all right? If Jesus were here today, and you were to say, Jesus, tell me, what is the kingdom of God like? You know what he'd say? It's like a Cubs fan. <laughs> all right, you watch it last night, Montero, eighth inning, right? Right, bam, grand slam, out of the park. You know what that's called? Hope. <laughs> right? The kingdom of God is like a Cubs fan, for over a century, an eternity, right, an eternity without victory, an eternity of never being able to win, which seems like a lifetime of losing again. And again, and again, and there's moments where there's like these break-ins, right? These moments that we've seen over the years, and what, Airman, was that his name? Hand starts, you you know, yeah, thank you, thank you, Bartman, right, right, only for hope to be dashed, right? We've seen this. We know what it's like. The kingdom of God is like living like a Cubs fan, living in this world and in this life, holding on To this thing called a fool's hope, despite the history of never able, never seemingly able to get ahead. Ancient Israel would hope for this thing that they called the day of the Lord. It was this day that they yearned for when God would return and set all things right. And if you look at the history of ancient Israel, it is the history of Cubs fans. Losing again and again and again. There is like trying to grasp on to everything. Anything, any little glimmer, only to have your hopes dashed again. So much so that at times it even feels like they're cursed. Right? But never giving up this this audacious fool's hope that there's a God who invented this place and a God who still cares enough about this place and enough about me that he's not going to abandon it forever. They called it the day of the Lord, this day when God would return, this day when he would come and set all things right, this day when hope, when victory the ultimate W would finally display itself and all things in the world would be right again. Are you with me? Now, what the Old Testament would do is talk about this. These prophets and these poets would, would write about this and dream about this and, and, and even at times claim to have visions and revelations from God about what this day would be like, let me just give you a glimpse, just a summary of some of the things that they would say. It would be a day when God would return. We've been talking about this thing called prayer here at Fellowship of Faith and what it's about and how to do it and and what the point of it all actually is. And one of the things that we've been saying is, is that, you know, the reason we pray is because God isn't here. I mean, just look around. Does this world or your life feel like the fullness of what God's presence is supposed to be? God is absent, and the Israelites had no problem saying that. But they yearned for the day when God would come back, a day when he didn't have to pray because he could talk to God face to face, like a friend, that his presence would be there. And in his presence, everything that's good and everything that's right and everything that's beautiful would be, be ushered in again. They would talk about a day of forgiveness and a day of God's spirit and a day when, when his glory and power would shake the creation itself and a day when the creation would be restored. When everything in this world that's not the way it's supposed to be would be. Again, a day when death itself would be reversed. They looked forward to a day where death wasn't the end, but death would be defeated and the dead would be raised. You can read the list of God's people being changed on the inside and on the outside in so many ways. Um, a day when he'd be on the throne you know, not absentee, not, not ruling from afar, but he'd be here and on the throne and in control, and things would be according to his will. You talk about a day of vindication and those who have crushed us and hurt us, well, when, a day when justice would be done, a day when people are welcome a day when it wasn't just about a chosen people, but when God's kingdom, his arms were thrown wide. He's like, come, come come, here, I love you. And I want you to share in this too, it's a day that they called shalom. You hear this word, shalom? It's a Hebrew word, it often gets translated peace, but it's something more than that. It, it, it's about the wholeness and fullness of all that God ever intended. Can I just ask you here today, whether you believe it or not, Does that sound like a pretty good day? This day was the heart and soul, the substance of what ancient Israel would yearn for. And what what Jesus is all about is coming and saying, In me, the day has come. In me, the day has dawned. In me that day is breaking in. Now Jesus didn't call it the day. He had a different term for it. God's kingdom. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. He would call it different things at different times in a different ways, but it all means the same. What are we actually praying when we say your your kingdom come? It's nothing short of this. It's nothing short of, God, come. Come and bring in that day. God, come and set all things right again. God, come and restore this because it's a mess. God, come and claim it because, you know what I mean? God, take control. In a way, it's kind of like nothing short of praying for the end of the world. You know what I mean? But he goes, pray for it. Ask for it. Because, man, it is a good, good day. And what that means is anytime, time you're just kind of parroting the phrase, or any time you're taking Jesus' invitation seriously and going, no, I want to pray this way, I want to ask this way, any time you ask for anything on this list to happen, You're in essence saying, God, your kingdom come. You know what I mean? When you pray for anything there to become reality, that's what it means to pray. God, bring your kingdom here. I think of these two phrases back to back. Your kingdom come, your will be done, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So many people that I meet, when they come to this thing, thy will be done, I think they get it. I I think they go astray. I think they get it wrong. My bet is if you're here and you pray, thy will be done. For you, it means something like this. You know, God, God, I really want this. I really want my mom to be healed of cancer. But maybe it's your will that she has cancer, so your will be done. It becomes like a concession for people, doesn't it? That I know it's good, I know it's right, and I want it, God, but, you know, well, maybe you don't want something quite as good, so, okay. It's not how Jesus invites us to pray. Thy will be done. It's a reiteration of thy kingdom come. It's just another way of saying it, right? God, your kingdom come. Where's your kingdom? It's in heaven. You get to heaven. Things are the way they are supposed to be, right? Right? So what does he say? Your kingdom come, where? On earth, as it is in heaven. Thy will be done, where? On earth, as it is in heaven. Make the way things are in heaven. Bring them down to earth. Bring them down to earth. And make it the way it's supposed to be. Are you with me? Are you tracking on this? It's such a radically different way to pray. And it's such a radically different thing Jesus invites us into. And you know what it does for me? It gives me such a radically different picture of God and what He wants and what He's about and what He's working towards than the stuff that I think people often mistake. God to be. You know, I want you to do something for me today. Um, I want you to make a mental list. And actually do this. Don't blow me off. Take like 30 seconds or 60 seconds or so. Make a, a mental list. Be honest with yourself. It's not like we're going to post this and share it with your name. You know, just, it's just you. Make a mental list of all the things that you look at in your life right now. All the things you know that you're touched by and experiencing and and seeing and coming face to face with, make a mental list of all these things in your life right now that you look at and you go, that is not the way it's supposed to be. Are you with me? Can you make that list for me? Are things starting to jump to mind? Now, I don't know everything that's on there. But I'm going to make a stab at something. I'm going to make a stab that like 95 plus percent of the things that came to your mind immediately, the stuff that really matters, is also stuff that God would say, yeah, I know, it's not the way it's supposed to be. So call out for me your kingdom come. Your will be done because it ain't being done right now. God, your will be done. Bring it to rights. Again, to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done is nothing short of saying things like, Lord, come. And then cancer. Lord, come. Come raise up my mom. Because I miss her. And death is not the way it's supposed to be. It's nothing short of saying, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Your kingdom, come. Come and be here and be present again. It's nothing short of, of looking at yourself and going... Lord, change change me. Look at what I am. Look at what I'm afflicted with. Look at what what I've become. Lord, come. And set it right again. Jesus invites us to call to a God who's like that and to pray to him that way. I mean, I, I look at this list. And uh, I think of so many people who are alone. You know, they're surrounded by people all the time. But at some fundamental level, they feel alone. People who pray for this kind of thing. I meet people all the time. You know, maybe you're here. Do you ever look at your life and just see those things you regret? Things that you literally would go back and and turn back the clock to do over again because you carry it. No matter how much you try, you don't really ever feel like you quite shake it. People just burdened, crushed by the weight of their choices, the, the outcropping of what they've become by guilt, by shame. People praying for God's kingdom to come and wash it away. I think of people. We were at this woman's house last night, this amazing lady named Amy, who's like in advanced stages of MS. And her body is broken and on fire. And what it's like for someone like that. God, this isn't the way. Change me. Heal me. Think of the parents whose kids are being tortured at school. Rise up, God. And vindicate are you getting a picture of what the day of the Lord or the kingdom of God is about today? And Jesus comes and says, You know what? In that kingdom, that kingdom, I got good news for you. It's coming, it's breaking in in me. It's like Jesus coming and saying, you you, you know what? Don't miss it, guys. On the surface, it might not look the way you think. Don't miss it, because this day of the Lord, this kingdom, is coming in me. I think of the ministry of Jesus, the presence that he had, the idea that God came down to actually dwell with people, and that he actually did for 33 years. That God actually said, "Do you want to see what I'm like? Here I am." And when He did, everywhere He went, setting things to right, forgiving and loving and accepting those who were considered outcast and despised and unforgivable, sharing the presence of God that He had in his own life with those with whom He met stilling storms and, 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 and creation shaking before him, demons shuddering before him, healing the sick and, and, and helping the lame walk and giving sight to the. I mean, what is he doing? Is it just like the traveling magic show? Nah, he's bringing the kingdom of God in, standing for the oppressed, preaching and promising hope, for those in despair. And instead of like some king who's doing it for me, you know? Someone trying to win an election at all costs, someone trying to grab the seat of power no matter who gets left in the wake, he takes his throne on a cross and he says this is a different kind of kingdom than you'd ever expect it to be with a different kind of king who comes in humility, who comes for you to give his life for you to die for you so the kingdom of God can be brought to you and me. This is the kind of king Jesus happens to be. And he invites us into it. He invites us into it to to accept it, to dare to believe it, to trust in him, to follow his lead and do his work in this world, to make these kinds of things a reality. without ever losing that audacious hope that the day is going to come the giant W will be raised and all God intended will be here in victory. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.